Hello everyone and welcome to this bonus episode where I talk about the From Quasi to Full Recovery Group Coaching Program that starts May the 1st and lasts for two months. To book your spot and learn more, you can go to letsrecover.co.uk. Yet I also thought it could be helpful for me to create this bonus episode for those who are interested to explain a bit more and also answer some questions that I've gotten. So first of all, what is this? From Quasi to Full Recovery is a two-month group coaching program that is aimed for people who are in the quasi stage of recovery, the stage where they are better, but not fully there. Some people in the quasi stage may have been in treatment already, but have been declared, you know, quote unquote, recovered by their team because they reached a certain weight or are eating a certain amount and everything seemed to be going well. Yet you know that you still have certain thoughts and behaviors that are preventing you from that full recovered life. Or you may be in recovery and you're doing pretty well, but you feel like you're just a bit stuck, right? Better, but not fully there. That is who this program is aimed towards. And that brings me to my first very important point that I need to make. And that is that this program is not aimed at people who are in the early stages of recovery. It is meant for people who are medically stable and have put in some work prior. And that simply has to do with the way the program is built up. It wouldn't necessarily be as effective for someone who are in the very, very early stages because the challenges that you experience in the very early stages may be quite different from what someone experienced in the later stages of recovery. And equally, this is an online group coaching program. In other words, I cannot offer a medical supervision for clients. Thus, it is not appropriate for people who are medically vulnerable. I also want to add that this program is intended for adults, so 18 and over. And also it is intended for an international audience, so you can be in US, UK, Australia, you can be wherever and it still would be a program that you can attend. I want to remind you that this program does not replace medical treatment for an eating disorder. Instead, it is meant as a supplemental tool that may be helpful towards the end stages where overall there isn't necessarily that much to offer always for people who are in the end stages of recovery. Oftentimes there is a lot of treatment support in the beginning, right? And then when it comes to the end stages and getting rid of all of the sneaky behaviors, then a lot of people feel kind of left on their own devices. So I wanted to fill that, I guess you can say, (laughs) gap in the markets, which makes it sound really business-like, which is not what I intend. But overall, I wanted to do something for people who are in that stage because I see that that is so, so, so common. And a lot of people just kind of settle for quasi, right? They think that, oh yeah, this is as far as I can come. And I've seen over and over that actually moving away from that quasi state and moving over to full recovery is absolutely possible. And I really, really believe in people's ability to do that. And I just want people to do that, right? Because I know also from just personal experience how worth it it is, right? But I think people often don't even realize that it is an opportunity. So let's start a bit with the structure of how how does this work? Oh, so you're having a group coaching program, so you just put a bunch of people in, in, a, in a Zoom and then just start a conversation? No, absolutely not. This is very, very structured. So each week has a different topic. And for the week, I am releasing content that is pre-recorded, almost a bit like a course slash lecture. 
This content will be released Monday each week, but you can access it anytime you want throughout the week. So you can do things in your own pace. You don't have to watch it on the Monday morning when it's released. You can watch it on the Monday afternoon. You can watch everything on the Monday or you can spread it out throughout the week, which I assume a lot of people will do because... I am releasing quite a bit of content. I've actually had to really work on shortening it because <laughs> there's so much I want to share, right? In addition to releasing content that is, I guess, a bit more psycho-educative, I also release a task that you work on for the week. And this is where the community aspect come in. So at the heart of the group program is the recovery circle, which is our recovery community group. This one is monitored, so it's not, you know, wild, wild west where people are just, you know, sharing all of their triggers, right? It is very heavy monitored. And in this group, we are discussing the task together. We are, you know, you can share your challenges, you can ask any questions. So overall, it could be described as a support group, but it also is a group to, it's a group where you can share your wins, right? I wanted to create this because I have done group coaching or group courses in the past. And I, one of the feedbacks I gotten was that the group aspect of it, where you had a community where you can connect with people in a moderated and safe manner was something people found very, very helpful. I want to also add that this support group and also just a program in general is not run on social media. You don't need to use your private Facebook or Instagram or anything like that. The program itself is hosted on Teachable and then the support group is hosted on something called Circle, which essentially allows you to log into the support group with your Teachable account. And you can also use your Google account for all of this. But equally, if you want to create a completely anonymous account, not using your full name, you can do that as well. You don't need to use any pictures or disclose any personal information about yourself. So in addition to the release of content on Mondays and the group in between, you know, where we discuss the task, people ask any questions, overall just seek out support, share wins. There also is the lives. So the lives will be every Sunday evening UK time. And I want to add also for people who are in different time zones, you do not have to join the live live. The lives will be recorded and published after. So the aim of the live is essentially to have a place where people can bring up different challenges or things that they want me to elaborate on, ask questions, we can discuss certain things, and also just making it a bit of a fun thing as well, right? So for example, having a fear food party, overall having some kind of group, a group gathering in a way, which sounds a little bit weird, but... Yeah, so for this group live, you do not have to have your camera on or audio on. And this is a bit of a theme throughout the course. You can engage as much or as little as you want. And I'm saying this because I know a lot of people find it very uncomfortable to, you know, have cameras on or have, you know, have to talk or suddenly have to, you know, put on the microphone and maybe get put in a group with a bunch of other people or put on the spot, right? I know that a lot of people find that uncomfortable. So I want to take away that element where essentially, yes, you can engage in the group if you want, but it will be in a monitored way and it will mostly be, you know, in written format through the support group. 
because I often find that a lot of people feel far more comfortable sharing their thoughts and feelings and questions in written formats rather than in spoken format, right? I understand there are some people who may not feel uncomfortable about this at all, but overall I've seen that a lot of people don't feel always so comfortable, you know, grabbing the mic and joining in, right? And also this makes it a lot easier for me to monitor, right? I want to be able to monitor, and I know this may seem quite strict, but I do need to pre-approve posts and I will have certain rules and regulations about what we can and cannot talk about. What is very important about the support group is that it is not a free place to just go and vent and share all your triggers, right? And I will provide very clear guidelines about this. And this was one of the questions that came up on Instagram, I opened the ask box and asked people, what are some things you're curious about, about the group coaching program? And someone had a very good question asking, so how will you keep this, you know, the support group and how would you keep this program safe? You know, whilst how would you allow people to be open and vulnerable while still keeping it a safe and trigger-free place? And I think the benefit I have is that I've done this before. I have run support groups actually for many, many years. Like back in the days, like nine years ago, I ran a support group called Soldiers. Maybe some people who listen to this will remember that because there was quite a few hundred people in there. So I do have quite a bit of experience running support groups. Also for the um, Buy Ed course, I ran a support group. And overall, I actually found it to be quite manageable. I just have to have certain guidelines, make the guidelines very clear, pre-approve everything, even though, yes, that is more work on me. It does take quite a bit of time but overall I find that it is worth it and yes this may mean that I can't have a live room where everyone is just talking 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 because that can be triggering but overall I find that that is worth it and the feedback was pretty good when I've done it in the past so I hope that by making the guidelines very very clear and moderating and just making sure people understand what is and isn't okay to talk about that it's going to be a safe a safe place right so yeah, that sums up a bit of how it works. So every week for, it will be eight weeks, there will be a released, uh, released content and then a task that is accompanying that content. And then in between also having the support group where we will discuss the task, offer support, and also just any questions or difficulties you may have that is a safe place to bring that to or also just sharing wins and motivating one another. And then at the end of the week, there will be a live where we're kind of recapping a bit the content, going through it, doing a bit of a Q&A, a bit of a hangout, but overall everything will be quite monitored. And if you do not feel comfortable with things being monitored and you're kind of looking for more of a, I guess, place, like kind of like a support group, you know, when you have those in-person support groups where people just sit in a ring and people just talk and there's no one really saying you can and can't say that, then this is probably not the correct space for you, right? Because this is not a place to go in and share all your triggers with someone else and share your weight and intake and all of these things. That is not, not approved in this specific location. And a part of that is that I know that eating disorders, even for people who are in the more quasi-state, can be quite competitive, right? And that's why we don't want to disclose too much of that information. So yeah, in other words, there's going to be quite a bit of content. I will say this because someone asked me as well, so how, how much time should I spend on this? You know, how, how much time do I have to dedicate to this? And it is up to you. If you are extremely busy, you kind of just want to do the bare minimum, you can always just watch the content that is available, do the task, and then, you know, maybe watch the live on replay and that's it. That will take you a few hours still. 
But I would say in order to get the full benefit, I also would encourage you to engage in the support group in between and take your time a bit. And also the task, again, not just do it in five minutes and don't think about it. It actually takes some time to implement it. And a lot of the tasks are very practical that would encourage you to act throughout the week, right? So if you are extremely busy, you only have like maybe an hour to spare throughout the entire week, then maybe this program is not for you. If you are, you know, maybe working or studying, but you still have, you know, a few hours throughout the week to implement, you do have, you know, 30 minutes here and there to, you know, check in on the group and, you know, watch something, then you're going to be fine. You don't need to like take, take time off work or studies to do this. Overall, it is very, very self-paced. So you can, you can even technically just save it all up and do everything in the weekend and then just weekdays, you know, necessarily engage with content. But overall, be mindful that some of the tasks would, would, you know, encourage you to work on them throughout the week because the tasks are action oriented. They're not just like thought tasks, <laughs> to put it that way. We do have some reflections when, you know, when I'm delivering the content, you know, there are some reflective questions that I encourage you guys to think about or journal about, but there are also specific tasks that would encourage action throughout the week. So yeah, to, I guess to conclude, it is up to you how much time you spend on it, um, but I would encourage you to at least, at least have a few hours per week and you will be good. Whether you engage a little bit every day or you just do it all over a day or two and then maybe check in a little bit throughout the week in the, in the community, again, do it in a way that works for you. What matters is that you, you know, get the benefit. So someone else is asking group work and talking in groups. Would you talk in the groups? Uh, would there be group work that you do together as a group? I kind of answered this a little bit already, but let me just recap. The task essentially everyone in the group are doing, and then the talking in group would be the weekly discussion thread, weekly post where we are doing about the task. What came up? Did you have any difficulties? What were your wins? But this will be in a written format. So I won't put you guys in like a, you know, you know, on Zoom. I'm not sure if, you, especially if you've done some kind of uh, work or study over the over the last few years, you maybe have done things when you are in Zoom and you get put on these little rooms with someone and you have to like discuss it together. These little, I don't know, <laughs> I was going to say escape rooms. <laughs> But it's not that. But I was thinking it kind of feels like it because I, I don't know a single person who actually enjoys that. Maybe some people do, but I hate when you get put in like random groups with random people and it's like awkward silence. You have to talk and it's like, oh my God, no, I want to turn off my mic, turn off my camera. So you don't necessarily have to do that. And it's up to you how much you talk with the group or engage with the group. You don't necessarily have to. Again, it's very, very much up to you. I know I've said that a lot, but I still feel that's just important to get ahead. I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable or force someone to do things they don't want to do. Of course, I want to push your comfort zone in terms of recovery, right? You will be uncomfortable in that sense, but I won't force someone to put on a mic or answer something on the spot or have to put on their, you know, put on a profile picture if they don't want anyone to see who they are, right? You can technically go through the whole program as a ghost and not engage anything in the support group, not to type a word. You can do that. I would, of course, encourage a little bit of at least, <laughs> at least if you're being a ghost, at least uh, haunt people, <laughs> like be in the group and look. Uh, but overall, it's completely up to you. And I probably said this before, but the lives will be saved. So if you, for example, have a specific question or thing you really want me to 
to bring up on the live, right? You can always just send that question to me beforehand and I will, you know, keep it handy for the live and talk about it there. And then you can watch your replay because I don't necessarily want people in, let's say, Australia to wake up like in the middle of the night to go attend the live, right? That'd be kind of unfortunate. Another question that I've gotten a lot is what is medically stable? And someone asked, what if I'm not yet at a healthy weight, but my eating is pretty good? And you know what? This is difficult for me to completely answer, right? Because I can't have a weight criteria, right? That would be weird. Imagine if I had to collect evidence of your weight. Like that would just be triggering, dismissive, weird, you know, it it would just be strange. One thing that I would encourage you to ask yourself before attending is where do you see yourself in recovery right now? Do you see yourself as someone in early recovery? Do you see yourself as someone kind of in in the middle of the recovery process? Or do you see yourself as someone who is now towards the end of recovery or stuck in the quasi-recovery state, right? This program is not intended for you if you are in those earlier stages. And when it comes to the weight restoration, it happens in a different pace for different people. There are people who are in the late stages of recovery, but the last weight gain is still something that, you know, they haven't gotten to quite yet. I also think it's a difference between if you are just almost at, you know, a healthy weight, of course, for you, versus if you are like significantly underweight, right? And also what is medically stable? Again, it is difficult to say, but if you are significantly undernourished or underweight, if you are engaging in active, if you're actively engaging in restrictive compensatory behavior, for example, you are engaging in extreme forms of exercise, you are purging or abusing laxatives frequently, you are, you know, severely restricting, then I think we can conclude you're probably not in quasi-recovery, right? What I would say, if you are unsure, what could be a very good idea is to talk with, you know, a doctor, like, hey, how am I in a, from a medical point of view? Would you th- say that I'm medically stable now? And don't get me wrong, I know that there are doctors who don't necessarily know that much about eating disorders and can't maybe give you a good answer. So this is if you have a collaborative doctor on your team. And equally, if you are someone who is in eating disorder treatment, have the conversation with your treatment team. Like, hey, where, where am I? Do you think it would be safe and helpful for me to attend a program intended at people in quasi recovery is that where i am now and if they are saying you know what that sounds like it's way too early for you to attend then listen to that so overall it is a evaluation you need to make yourself ideally with people around you as well but overall a question to ask you is, am I in quasi-recovery in the first place, right? Because if you are not in quasi-recovery, if you are in early recovery, then this program may not be as helpful for you, right? Part of that is just because the nature of the task may not apply to you in the same way, right? And if someone is undernourished, underweight, they may not be cognitively completely there to the point where they can't really engage with the tasks in the same way. Okay, so let me touch on a few other questions I was asked. I'm having a little bit of a list here. Oh yeah, one that I was asked quite a few times is price. How much does it cost? Good news, it costs a lot less than most other similar programs. Bad news, it still is an investment. Or that might not be bad news, because I often find that if people feel like they are investing in something, they're more likely to take it seriously and actually engage with it. So the program costs £480 in total for the whole two months, which equals... 240 pounds per month or 60 pounds per week 
The price is also listed pretty clearly on my website. There's no hidden fees or surprise fees. You know, I wanted to make it quite, make the pricing quite upfront. You can choose to pay for the whole two months or you can choose to break it up into two payments you're paying per month instead. Another question that I've gotten quite a few times is, will it repeat? So will you run this program again? And the answer to that is, I hope so, but I can't completely guarantee you I will. If this goes well, if <laughs> you know I'm not completely working myself into the ground, I really do want to run it again, right? But it is quite intensive. It is, as you can probably imagine, it's a lot of work on me as well. I run this thing completely on my own. I have some support from a wonderful, wonderful assistant slash mentee, but overall, most of it I'm doing alone. So yeah, I hope I will, but I'm really sorry that I can't make a 100% guarantee, right? I don't want to make a promise and then really disappoint people, right? So I also wanted to just very quickly go through the schedule in terms of content. I wanted to be very upfront with what we are actually going to talk about. So you guys <laughs> don't have any big surprises. I want you guys to know what, we, what topics we're talking about. So you know also, is this relevant for me? So I have all of this on my website, letsrecover.co.uk. If you just click on the From Corsair to Full Recovery and then click on the schedule, you can see it more in depth, but I just thought I'd quickly mention it here as well. So we start off with talking about understanding and identifying Corsair recovery. And I also introduce you guys to my four R's framework of recovery. So it's a very specific framework that I don't think I have actually spoken about on this podcast or ever, <laughs> but something I work on I find very helpful when it comes to detecting where someone is stuck in recovery. So introduction to the four R's. And then I also help people figure out what would be a good strategy for me in recovery, you know, and, and then I talk about things such as going a bit more planned and steady or going all in, how to structure those kind of things and basically help you, you know, give you some tools and ideas in terms of tailoring an action plan that works for you. Week two, we talk about sneaky behaviors and I have a quite an effective task on that as well. We talk about you know, cognitive biases and just common like misconceptions and biases where people are stuck, right? This is one of my favorite topics. I love this so much. And overall, just limiting beliefs that people may have and how to identify, you know, what is a cognitive bias, what is reality, what is limiting belief, what is excessive negativity, what is, you know, overall identifying these things within yourself and your recovery. And then week three and four have two weeks dedicated to everything related to food, eating, hunger. So here we would talk about things such as extreme hunger, biology and psychology of food, intuitive eating, challenging rules around food, orthorexia, breaking out from, you know, rigid calorie counting, etc., etc., etc. And then for week five, we discuss exercise and movement, talking a bit about how to identify disordered movement, talking about, you know, why you feel these urges to move and overall just working on untangling yourself, uh, untangling your eating disorder from your relationship to, to movement and exercise. And of course, having a specific task dedicated exactly to that. So for week six, another favorite of mine, we discuss metabolism, weight gain, set point weight, weight restoration, just the basics of human metabolism and healing your metabolism, and also just debunking some myths around this. So basically everything related to weight, 
set point weight, weight restoration, weight gain, etc., etc., and metabolism. I also will touch upon things such as, you know, bloating and gut issues, edema, hormones, disproportionate, rapid weight gain. Although some of these things won't be discussed as much simply because that would be more relevant to earlier stages of recovery. But I will also touch upon the physical bits of recovery. Because sometimes people may notice that even though they are in quasi-recovery, they may, for example, have quite a bit of bloating, right? And then in week seven, we are talking about body image and we also are talking about identity. So here we will talk a bit about common body image challenges that people face in the quasi-state of recovery. And also just talk about identity and, you know, figuring out who you really are and who what your values are outside of the eating disorder and untangling yourself from the eating disorder. I would say this this part is actually about more about self-discovery, right? Yes, we're talking about body, but it's also is who are you outside of your body, right? And who are you outside of your eating disorder and outside of recovery as well, right? And then for the last week, we are wrapping it up. A lot of what we're going to talk about for the last week would be relapse prevention. And equally, what I want to do is to leave that week a little bit open because what I expect is that there are going to be some topics of people like, oh, this was really interesting. Maybe could we talk a bit more about that, right? So I want to leave that week a little bit open for recaps and see what do people want me to recap on? What would be helpful to talk more about just here? So it is a little bit left open, but a lot of it will also be about relapse prevention. I'm going to do something called the relapse prevention plan that I've been working on with clients, which has been you know, relatively successful, right? Because again, I want you guys to not just do well during the time of this program and then just be like, okay, what now? And then just fly right back into Corsair, right? I want you guys to actually do this and that having a positive impact for the rest of your lives. So a lot of the focus as well for the last week would be moving on to there being a point where you don't have this more intensive support in terms of the program and how you can make sure that you're still staying on track with your recovery. Because I know that sometimes it can be challenging when people have quite an intensive form of support and then suddenly don't anymore, right? So I want to work on making that, what can I say, that transition to be a bit smoother. So yeah, in addition, like I said, every day you have the, you know, recovery circle is there for you as much or as little as you want and need it, where you can connect with me and the rest of the group. Yes, I will also be available in that group. But it is also a community, right? And as you can imagine, I do also occasionally have a life outside of work. So it's not like I will be there and you immediately will just get an answer from me within three seconds, right? It is, again, not meant as just like an endless Q&A place, right? It is also meant as a community where, yes, you can share your questions and concerns, but also, you know, what went right, you know? And how, what are some things you found helpful? What are some things you find insightful? Where are you a bit stuck, right? These are things that we will work through in the community together. And this will be in written formats. And I'm saying this again, just because people don't think that they need to like leave a voice note or make a call to the group or something like that. Again, it's all in written. And yeah, as I said, every week we'll have a weekly hangout slash Q&A where I will, you know, kind of recap a bit from the work that's been done last week, the topics, answer some questions. Good place to, you know, bring a fear food and overall just a bit of a hangout, something fun, casual, I would say, a little bit more fun and casual than the actual content, you know. 
You don't have to put on your camera. You don't have to put on your microphone. If you've got any questions, you can even just write it in the chat. And equally, if you want to put on camera and microphone, you can do that as well, right? It would be like a group live, probably held by Zoom. Uh, but I might change provider a little bit because I'm going to check out the different options and what would be the most convenient. Okay, guys, uh, I hope this episode maybe was informative for those of you who are interested. Some of you may have listened to this now and been like, you know what, yeah, this probably is not for me. This is not the kind of support that I'm in a place for, or this is not something that seems relevant to me, or I don't think this format would work. That's completely okay. But equally, some of you may listen to this and be like, yeah, you know what, this is exactly something that I've been looking for and I think could be very helpful for me at this point in recovery. So yeah. Again, my website is letsrecovery.co.uk where you can read a bit more and, you know, secure your spots. And also if you got any questions about this program, you can always just send me an email at contact at letsrecovery.co.uk. I've been answering emails daily the last few days since I announced the program from people who have specific questions. I wonder if it could be for them, etc., etc. Last but not least, I do want to remind you that this program does not guarantee anything. I can't, I'm not going to come here as like a charlatan who's like, I promise you, if you join this, you will never have an eating disorder thought again. I mean, I, I hope that it really is something helpful for your recovery, but I cannot make any guarantees. And any kind of coach or therapist or whatsoever that makes grandiose, you know, promises is, that's a red flag overall. I'm not some kind of guru, right? I'm just a person using, you know, strategies and information that can really help people in recovery, right? But at the end of the day, you have to put in work for this to work for you, right? I don't cast a spell on you and then you're like, oh my goodness, my eating disorder is gone, right? You need to put in work. And yes, it is going to be hard. It's going to be uncomfortable at times, right? So again, like I always say, I might be able to hand you the tools, I may be able to cheer on you, but you have to do the digging. But at least you're not digging alone. And you're digging in an instructed manner, knowing why you're digging, how to dig, etc, etc. But you got to put in work for this to work for you. Okay? All right, guys, I will see you next week for another podcast episode. And also, we'll maybe see some of you guys in the program as well. So looking forward to that. Have a lovely day and week ahead.